This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. It's the Ajma Show. Welcome back to the Ajma Show. Welcome to number 200, baby. Ebeck butt. Ebeck hair. 200th. Wow. That's double 100. And that's the best you can get on an exam. <laughs> Unless you're doing extra credit. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ajima Show. Oh, my God. It's 200th episode. I, I, I'm, I'm still st- your host, Peter Kim. And I'm still your host, Unji Klim. 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 <laughs> Unji Klim. She, she's so upset about still being your host. She just desperately wanted to be someone different. I'm not sure how many of you listening are like, God, I love the show, but I wish they would change the host out or something yeah. like that. Like... Guess what, baby? You ain't getting it. <laughs> right? It's but not in the budget. Yeah. It's not in the budget, which is zero. We have <laughs> zero budget. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. It's 200. 200th episode. Can you believe, Unji? Like, no. 200. I haven't done anything 200 times. Um. Yeah, no. I can't think of anything. Aside from I like, don't even think I've... Have I jerked off 200 times? Oh, yeah, for sure. Come on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, that's what I was saying. I was like literally like all. But like, yeah. Aside from like bodily functions. and like, I don't know if I've had 200 like orgasms that were worth it. Ooh. I've had many, many, many countless orgasms that were just like, get it out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of orgasms where you're just like, oh, before I feel too anxious and do something. You know, like I had those. Yeah, like the workman-like usually... workman kind of orgasm where it's just a like. A blue collar orgasm. Yeah, like just like this is a plumber coming in to just like to clear the pipes yeah. sort of situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I need like orgasms. a wolf of Wall Street, like I just made $3 billion and scammed a motherfucking earth orgasm. You know what I mean? Like I have less than 200 of those yeah. for sure. <laughs> for oh my sure. God. Yeah, I think I've had like 10. <laughs> one every three years. One every four years. I was like, wait, how old are we? It's like an <laughs> every leap year, you just dry out. You turn into a raisin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And there is something like, you know, when you're like sweaty, like a... Like a like a jerk like a, a a masturbatory session where you're like you're sweaty and damp and like you know like you settle in to do a good job for yourself like you show up for yourself yes that day. yes yes and that's, that good long yes. session no yeah. one so Chris Rock has a really great bit about it uh, where he's like you know that jerk but that good jerk when nobody's home yes, and, yes. you know what I mean <laughs> and you're just like being nice to yourself and you you know you lay it's down true. a towel it's true and I'm, <laughs> and you know what I'm realizing right now I'm not kind enough to myself often enough like i i the theme see, of the show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i could stand to be kinder but kinder. yeah this is and i would say how about this this podcast and us every week for the last 200 weeks mm-hmm. coming to get together that has been always for me and both for both of us a source of self-care certainly first i it's it was a, a do it or lose it type of situation where i'm like yeah. i'm gonna lose my mind if i don't fucking talk to you and scream yes. and the fact that you guys are still listening <laughs> to that is 
That's all, that's your mental cross to bear. Yeah, that's actually you know, on like, you. Don't try to put that on, on me. <laughs> we always let you know you can not come back. And trust me, people have not. And Peter is always trying to remind you that you should not come back. <laughs> I don't understand why you stay. <laughs> I wouldn't stay. I would not listen to this podcast. I'm just going to say that right now. I actually stopped listening to every podcast. I can't, I can't listen to people speak anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I'm getting into music, though. Okay. I know. I'm like, <laughs> finally getting into music. <laughs> you sound like me when I like listened to this Maroon 5 song like yeah. five years after it happened. Sunday like, morning, rain yes. is falling. You're like, whoa, music is lit. I literally texted Jack and was like, you know that Maroon 5 song? She's like, yeah. It's from like five years ago. I was like, it's really good. <laughs> like, I had heard it. <laughs> I had heard it on the radio and really been moved because it was on Memories or something. And like I was driving. They have know? some good hits. They have some good songs. Yeah, but you know how like sometimes music will hit you when you're like driving? Like, you know, Always. when you're like in the right sort of space and the sun is hitting the windshield uh-huh. in the right way. Your, oh, yeah. The wind is blowing in your hair. The air, like the... Your it's car, a fall crisp. Oh, and the car uh. window is down just the right amount. Your hand is outside of the window and like... Just the music hits you different. And that's what Maroon 5's music is about for me. <laughs> Today's 2200th episode Brought sponsored to- by the incredibly indie band Maroon 5. <laughs> that no one knows about. We'd love to give them a platform. I never listened to the radio. <laughs> so I just remember like, oh, wow. I, I never heard it before. So it was really moving to me. I, I don't know. I, but yeah, it's uh, being, I even getting also getting into music. But I, I will say this. Um. I was, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Do you think that like it's because you're doing more creative work that you can't listen to people like just bullshitting? I, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, like you're in a version of like a comedy podcast like all day. Yeah, exactly. Except we have no one sponsoring us. We have no MailChimp. We have right. no breaks in between. It's just you're sponsored by the WGA. Talking. You're sponsored by the WGA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're protected by the WGA. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I I don't know why I don't listen to podcasts anymore. I guess because you know what it is. Duh, I'm working. That's yeah. why. So I don't have time, and I'm never in my car because I'm working from home. That's why I'm not. Yeah, listening to anything. Right. Also, because when I see when I'm home, I just want to play some music and wash dishes or whatever. Um, but I recently did get hit with the nostalgia pang cry moment in my car with the hand waving through the air. Really? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it was um, like a late summer night here. It was just a right amount of chill. And then all of a sudden my um, first wave K-pop playlist started playing on my <gasps> car and then cools. Noe Chiba Peso started playing. <laughs> <laughs> I started singing along and I start. I was when I tell you I could not see the road I was swerving in the hot on the highway on the 101 north because I was crying so hard and I was like Peter if you die right now people are gonna show up and know that you cry because you have cry track marks you know that like yes. you know when the tears leave like yes. a stain yes <laughs> Where the salt, where the salt from your tears create like a a, a rivulet on your ashy yes. face, and like it's like it's like creating trailblazing like, through yes. my face. It, it's carved and, into your into your face. Yeah, the salt. Yeah, the coroner is gonna be like, oh, he died because he snapped his neck, but he was already <laughs> dead inside because you can see the tears coming out of his. <laughs> the tears came out 
few moments before oh, Time of Death. That's like that. It song, was such a great moment. That song to me is like um, I can still taste the menthol in my throat. The Newports. <laughs> yes. I can still because it's like also what's crazy is that Newports and Cool Water have like the same smell. Like they don't. No, cool it's like, water. In my mind, it's like sort of like. Um, oh, it's the same person. Yeah. It's emanating from the same, same. guy. <laughs> yeah. The same young Europa is wearing cool Davidoff's cool water. Yes, the cool water. And smoking Newports, not Newport lights, but Newport the regulars. Full, the full. Because he's trying to like act cool. It's like that the singe in your throat as like that <sighs> mint menthol. Ooh, oh, that fiberglass just cutting up your throat. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that plus that. Oh my god, that really takes me back. But yeah, is there something yeah. about like the paint, the like minty menthol? Like it, those two smells go together in my mind. It, maybe they. Yeah. Like they complement each other. Yeah, sure. I get that. You know it, what I mean? It, it just brings back mid nineties. Hotness, mid nineties awkwardness, hormonal shifts. Oh, it's yes. like the you entering into the world as a, an adult with yes. loins burning. It's true. You know, it's like oh, something's happening, and I'm no longer in control of my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can I not? Like to me, a butt cut will forever be beautiful. <laughs> I'll do a butt cut for you then. <laughs> I'm gonna go full butt in the front. Peter, no. Look at this. Don't I look like don't I look like kimchi from Drag Race doing Kim Jong-un right now? I know this podcast is a visual medium and you guys can all really enjoy this, but this is just for my co-host to laugh. Oh you guys, God. 200 episodes we've been doing this. Oh, my God. Just talking shit. As you know, from the first five minutes you've been listening to this, we don't really have an agenda. No. We just talk shit. Our only agenda is maybe the, the, a big pharma. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we have no agenda. It's it's crazy that I was thinking about it last night, preparing for the show. Like, just how one how, doing two hundred of anything is really remarkable. Coordinating two schedules has been really remarkable. Uh, we've gone yeah. through a, a an election, a traumatizing election. <laughs> we saw the coming and going of Trump. Yes, we saw an insurrection. We saw an insurrection. A, a legit attack on our democracy, <laughs> yeah. both theoretical and literal. We saw, uh, and in the last hundred episodes, we've been experiencing a, a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we can't let go of this, all right? And we hope that you don't either. I know I keep asking why you do, but I'm glad that you're here. I really am. Yeah. And 200th episode, we were going to do a Patreon, but we knew this was going to be a very thick, heavy episode. And I am literally in the middle of a physical move. Yeah. I'm moving my, like my whole house right now. And uh, and because I'm so stressed out, I almost called you and said, I can't do it this weekend. I have to move, but we have to, we have to move to 200 episode. <gasps> I almost did that last night. And then I was like, I'm so stressed out that I have to scream. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have to come out here and scream it out. I'm so <laughs> stressed out. I love my partner. He is very supportive, but um, I just needed like an hour and a half away from him. Yeah. During a house move. Yes. So here I am, and you guys are my saving grace. And Eric's gonna thank you for for me not going the fuck off on him. <laughs> when did he get? Because I got. Because I got to do this. When did he come? When did he come back? He came back Wednesday. 
he's been really great, like packing things up while I work and stuff like that. So that's been great. And the move, the full move is done. Yeah. We just have to like clean the damn place. And we made a lot of like scratches on the floor, allegedly. So we have to like figure out how to do If my landlord's listening to this, he's not going to give me any of my fucking security deposit back. <laughs> but we're going to have to figure out a way how to like fix 200 year old wood. I don't know. Like, what the fuck? This place was. No, not 200. Almost 200. This place was. Am I doing math wrong again? What oh, mean, no. 200 years? No, it's no, from, 100 years, 100 years. Okay, I was going to say, is this from the, it was this, they were here during the revolution? 1820. Yeah, 1820s, <laughs> like, what's no, this, no, no, what is? 100 years old, 100 year old house, and we have, we made a lot of Nixon, whatever. Anyway, In your old all place? that to say, I'm In fucking the place stressed. that you moved out? Yeah, you know how the floor is like really beautiful? Yeah. Like, it's original floors. Yes. And you know, we, we were moving things around and like scuffed it and shit. Anyway, so we, we have to do that shit and... Just clean and, and so that we get some of our security deposit back. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Why don't you just have a professional cleaned? Pay someone to clean it? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I, I need to. I, I would, but I, I've just spent too much money. Okay. I've spent a lot of money. And this a move- little too much money. This move and just like in life, I was just like. I don't know. I'm I'm on a craze right now. I'm I'm in like a weird zone where I'm like, I never go like crazy like this. Yeah. But because I'm moving, you know, when you move into a bigger space, you just have to fill it more. Yes. And now I'm like buying things to fill. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, look at this like hanging lamp and that lamp. Um, what Planter. is it? Planter. Planter thing. Yes. I don't need that. But it's now nice I have though. like more room. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> but like, I don't fucking need that. But like, I'm doing shit like that now. I'm like. Yes. Making the place nicer. Anyway, so yeah, I feel welcome. like I have to like do a little something to like. Ba- it's my own neuroses of spending money. I have to like n- balance it with like hard elbow grease work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because in my mind, I yeah. would like not have gotten that planter, and just paid a lady to scrub a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you understand? I like. No, I've like. I've. I have never. I need. Lost I need this planter. You don't understand. Yeah. This planter <laughs> keeps me. I listen. From committing I, petty I, larceny. I will never forget the last toilet I scrubbed and like trying to get this fucking security deposit back, and it was like a disgusting uh-huh. toilet. I like had to research oh, shit. You know, like you know when you like have to research like how to get this toilet clean kind of stuff, and then you're like doing the diet coke thing. You're like trying all this stuff. I did. I've done that. I've done that. I've never heard of a diet coke thing. What does that mean? It's like you can like put a regular full regular sh- full sugar coke into like a toilet uh-huh. and like clean it. What? Why? Because why do you what what's the coke do? I don't know. It's like very corrosive. <laughs> 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 and it can work. But I've like done a, a, I've done a lot of things like this, but I'll never forget it was the oh, last That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. But like I've like I just remember the last apartment and the last toilet I scrubbed. It was so disgusting. It was like mm. my roommate and I had never really cleaned it. It was so fucking gross. And I just remember Ugh. like just looking up at that, like, leaking bathroom ceiling, like, my arm, like, covered in, like, you know, those rubber gloves, just, like, having, uh, like, sweating from cleaning so hard, right? Because you're also in, like, uh, a tiny thing. It's the summertime because you're moving out. Oh, it's the summer. That's even worse. And you're so broke and you're, like, I have to get every penny of this deposit Yes, back. you need it. And you're, like, I'm, like, using, you like, a it. fucking Q-tip to, like, get all, you know, all the, like, the, uh, the, the gaskets clean. The yeah. Uh... And I just remember looking up at the ceiling at like how disgusting the fucking 
air van air the fence yeah. inside of that same fucking uh bath- dusty dusty bathroom was and just thinking like doesn't I literally swore to myself that day that I, like you know like uh, Scarlett O'Hara like I shall never go hungry like I just remember like putting yeah. a fist in the air I was like I will never clean another yeah. toilet in my life like I will <laughs> never like I just could not never like I I can't tell you how viscerally I felt like I will never my parents came to this country and I'm sweating into a fucking disgusting toilet to get yeah. two hundred and fifty dollars back. <laughs> You know, just like because it was, I just had a room in this place. I didn't even share. Like they were, I was subletting. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> I know that was only like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never scrubbed in. I mean, but I mean, truly, I just remember just like deciding then and there. Like I would rather do go without everything. I won't scrub. I won't scrub. But Peter, your house looks amazing. That's a good place to be. Yeah, thank you. So far, it so good. Amazing. Right. I I hired our friend um, Zach Colonna who is doing uh-huh. um, home improvements and styling and design consulting. Cool. You know, people out here are just like taking new opportunities, new jobs and shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, he put all this wallpaper up and he's doing a great job. Oh, that's great. So yeah. did he like style other stuff in the house? Um, he did all our window treatments. Let me show you. Well, I'm not going to show you. I'm not yeah. going to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? This is our 200th episode. People can't even see this. I know. But so Peter just moved into a beautiful new place. It looks so good. I'm so excited. It looks incredible. I put up a new Thank cork you. board. You did. <laughs> you. It, it's a cork board with like unevenly spaced pieces of rand. Like you have an article out of like. Uh, uh, a Us Weekly magazine and then like photos from like these are picture printouts like from Fujifilm from 1991 and you have some uh, this is such a random what is up there why are you putting this this stuff up there this is my son's thing you know what I'm trying to become organized I'm gonna plot um, pilots and idea movie ideas i'm gonna this is gonna be my thing now you know like i'm gonna okay. put up little p- colorful post-its post-it cards yeah this is yeah. a story b story there's gonna be fucking okay arcs like Love. honey i'm trying to do it and i needed you're trying to work yeah I'm trying but to- the stuff up there doesn't look like note cards or anything outlining a story these are what what is this it's this just is- like inspiration no no this is just the 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 corkboard my husband was using to for his promotional purposes, I've taken them down. But I did put up the corkboard. Okay, but you haven't taken off your husband's detritus yet. <laughs> I, I say uh, once a better time. I love that you started this podcast saying like Peter's doing this, and I have a corkboard behind me, <laughs> and you have nothing up there. It, <laughs> a step at a time because this it looks like, like you're in a Target jail right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. you're. You got caught shoplifting, shoplifting, and you're like zooming me. Help! Yeah, this is, and this is their this is their schedule, the shift schedule up here. Oh my, oh my gosh, Peter! I've been in that break room, and I have been caught for shoplifting. Except it wasn't a top Target; it was a Dominic's. And I what's a Dominic's? It's um it's like a, a grocery store. Yes, it's what oh, yeah, okay. it's what Mariano's used to be. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even exist anymore. So I'm so old. Well, you're old as fuck. <laughs> but we're old as fuck too. Yeah. This is our 200th episode. <laughs> to bring it back. And we are. We're gonna start off with a Patreon message because we got a wonderful Patreon message. Several. Yeah. And um, we have a Patreon. If you haven't 
if you don't know, <laughs> thank you so much for you guys. New, we got some new Patreon members. Thank you so much. We see you, and uh, we thank you for your support. For old Patreon members who stopped listening to this, uh, but forgot to unsubscribe, thank you. Thank you. Because we we love your passive income. <laughs> we love that too. Their contributions. Um, so I want to read a Patreon message that really touched my heart, and thank you so much. Um, this person says, well, why don't you read it? Why don't you read it? Because I'm going to do the next part. Congratulations, Unji and Peter, for creating 200 Ajama Show episodes. Thank oh. you. I know. It's wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for your weekly dedication. Thank you for noticing. I stumbled onto the show during the early part of pandemic, listened to all the episodes like a cult, and was able to cope with the <laughs> insane time we are living. The show has been there has been therapy sessions, comedy show, and social study classes all rolled into one, like a giant Wang Mandu. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, our listeners, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping this Korean American lived in the U.S. for the past thirty-eight years gain a new perspective on what it means to be a Korean American. I am a proud Ajima. Cheers, Kumbe. Yay! Yay! Oh my God! Thank you, thank you so much. You know who you are. We're not gonna say your name because we didn't get consent. But thank you so much for your uh, ama- amazing message. It really makes us feel so cool and honestly very cool. Yes, <laughs> that you guys are listening and um, and you connect to us. That's 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 all we do it for. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're interested in joining the Patreon, we put extra shit up there. You get some merch. Oh, by the way, I'm moving right now. So if you haven't gotten merch yet, just like. Calm down. All right? Relax. You're getting it. I'm just I'm just in the middle of a move. So it'll get there. Um, just give me just a little bit of time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we do, um, you know, one, <laughs> once we're able to do live shows again, um, somehow, somewhere, you'll get early access to tickets and all that. Yeah. And T-Ways, um, moving on to a, a... This is truly... I think this is going to be my favorite kick-ass Korean. Yes. This is our forever cack. This is time for forever kick-ass Korean. This person will forever be known as a kick-ass Korean. In our hearts. In our hearts. Yeah. And deep in our souls. And we don't even know who this person is. This is this is the thing. We don't even know. Do you want to tee it up? Yeah, we don't even know who this person is, but they've carved much like the tears onto your face, Peter, carved <laughs> with their saltiness into both of our hearts, our souls, our memories, our minds, and into indelibly imprinted themselves onto the makeup of this show. Uh huh. Our uh, our yeah. forever kick-ass Korean is the person who claims to be Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> Who emailed I, us? This is who emailed us. You guys know this came in, I think, May of 2020. Yeah. I mean, truly two months into the pandemic. Yes. This person hit us with a prank so hurtful <laughs> and so diametrically core. opposed to what we try to put out into the universe. And, it's, and it cut is, to the core of us. Yes. Cut to the, qu- to the like it cut to the quick. Our, like it almost took both of our breath away with how I mean we were so so deeply excited. It was like I I think I was the proudest of this email. I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I 
I, you know me, the first sec, the second I saw it, I was like, prank. Yes. It's a, this isn't real. And that's what I say about anything good that happens to me. So <laughs> I just want to say, I told you so. <laughs> and secondly, this kick-ass Korean, even if you're not Korean, by the way, the person who wrote this email to us yes. at gmail.com. If you are not Korean, you are just honorary Korean for the sheer tenacity yes. and sick, twisted, mm-hmm. um, almost like pre-vengeance yes. that, you, that you attacked us with. And I just want to say thank you so much because this email really made us believe uh-huh. that Miss Sandra Oh yeah. was emailing us. I, I've and never... I'm going to... I've never bragged more about something in my life. I emailed so many people. I emailed more people about this than I did about my son. <laughs> like that email list was bigger. You sent out like an announcement. Yes. <laughs> Expecting dot, dot, dot. And you open it. Sandra <laughs> to come on to the podcast. Anyway. Okay. This person says, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading of this yes. email just for you guys, because we never do that. All right. A dramatic <clears throat> an email from it says uh, fr dot dot uh, fr colon Sandra O mm-hmm. from Sandra O. A dramatic reading, dearest Peter and NG. Hello there. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your show, and would very much like to support both of your work. I can't handle the Patreon thing. <laughs> Is there another way that I can make a donation to support your work? Also, I know this isn't your format, but somehow I would like to be on your show. I really resonate with both you both. I can be your emo slash como. Peter. I was going to try and get to your show in Hollywood to eat one of your mandus. I live in East Hollywood. I think it was a Wednesday before all hell broke loose. Too bad for me. Unji, God bless you. And whatever you're cooking for your family. I love hearing stories about you being on the road and doing shows and bombing. (laughs) It's so badass. (laughs) Sincerely, Sandra O. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. This is, oh my God. To revisit this. To revisit this email. First of all, I just want to break down and analyze the structure of this email. It oh says, Dearest gosh. Peter and Unji. First of all, they write dearest, meaning yes. this person is probably of an older mm-hmm. or trying to sound older. Yes. AKA Sandra O, right? And dramatic. Hello there. And like and over, dramatic. yes. Oba. Overly, not pretentious, but uh, important. Yeah, like everything is Oba. Like this is like she's overly emotive. She's like yes. overly formal. She's overly effusive. Yeah. Yes. Um, first they introduce and say hello there big fan of your show she's already hooked us yes you hooked us on big fan you hooked me at hello and then hello <laughs> <laughs> and they said they'd like to support our work yes which also gave us like a ka-ching ka-ching yes. money signs yes right and yes. then 
they go into the I can't handle the Patreon thing. Mm-hmm. Is there another way I can make a donation to support? Wow. Yes. So this person is coming at us with what you and I love the most. Money. Money, Money. and uh, validation. Validation is true. This person knows us to the core mm-hmm. and was trying to really was here to manipulate. It's such a Third good, like, paragraph. I mean, it's insidious. It's brilliant. But it's also like, it's like... Um, the time to get to know us. Yes. You know, the time uh, the time to craft an email. Not one typo. You know, like I put the thing to Grammarly. It said 100%. Like this person is, mm-hmm. has, has really, this is not just a impromptu thing. No, no, no. You also have to make up an email, yeah. a Gmail, which is easy to make. But like, you know, that it's takes still, time. time. Yeah. And then they say, I know this isn't your format. Already telling us. She knows the format. They know know the format. But I, because I am Sandra O, would Mm -hmm. love to break format. Yes. And you and I love more than money, more than validation. We love a rebel. Yes. (laughs) Someone who is bucking against the system. But somehow, somehow. (sighs) So already, yeah. Somehow, I would like to be. be and then, and then she said, "I can be your emo slash como." Uh, the fact that she, this person said both emo and como, which is both the, the aunt of mom's side and dad's yes. side, showing that they understand the intricacies yes. of Korean culture slash Korean language. Mm-hmm. Four points already. I'm in. Yes. Then goes into individually. Yes telling us they know they she said peter i was trying to go to your show in hollywood to eat one of your mandus which i was doing that show in hollywood mm-hmm. i did it once mm-hmm. and i did make mandu it was it was right before like lockdown yes and you're making this so person many knew yeah, yeah. this person knew yeah that that would that would get me mm-hmm. unji god bless you and whatever you're cooking for your friend all your like they knew yes. your Instagram yes. brand. You know, mm-hmm. they were, were talking about you on the road doing like you doing stand up. Yeah. They want to they're interested in. There's no better way to get to into your good graces. It's true. Than to talk about your stand up. This person is like a deep fan. There's, there's almost it's like how there is no greater fan than your greatest enemy. <laughs> do you know what i mean like no one knows better you gotta yeah exactly than, like the joker than the joker that's true no one knows no one knows god like satan himself that's right lucifer knows that number lucifer <laughs> understands yes and no one knows peter and unji in the ajima show yeah then this person then pretending this person. to be sandra oh i mean so i just is... want to give it up to this person oh it's Taking. Thank you. And also, how crazy is it? That, Thank you. Like, there's like a, I mean, it's not even they're like a villain. It's like this nemesis, this like worthy adversary. Adversary. That's exactly the word I was going to yes. use. And they're so yes. utterly worthy. It's a, um, yes, utterly worthy. I would say it's almost like if there is a word for um, paramour, mm-hmm. but in a, not in a romantic sense, but like. Ah, I have met my match. You yes. know, like it's the yeah. Rival. 
Rival, arch, arch rival. Yes. There's yes. just some. There's like something Moriarty about this that like. Yes. In a they only they yes. want they're such a fan that they want to get under our skin mm-hmm. to drive us to be even greater. Yes. You know what I mean because they know what drives us. This they their end game is not our destruction but it's is our glorification. Oh. But they're doing it in the way where we know we're so fucked up we need this type. Yeah. Of energy to drive us. <laughs> this is for you know you understand this is our mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is your mom and my mom, collab, and they wrote it collab. out in Korean, oh. and they like made sure that it was. <laughs> they would put it through Google. They put it through Grammarly.net. You know what I mean? They they really got us, gal. <laughs> our moms. There's no one that could do what the your two script- Mrs. Kims. <laughs> Mrs. Kim's combined <laughs> the power of doubled Mrs. Kim's. Wow. Kimchi ajima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, wow. I mean, it's it's really. And what's crazy is the emails that we sent back to this person. I can't even read those yet. I'll read those to you guys at number 300 because I think I. I don't know if I have any integrity left. Oh. After uh, writing those emails. Because we followed up. We said one. <laughs> you better believe. <laughs> we sent the first. And then we were like, ah, it just was a follow up. Uh, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll review that on our 300 episode. Like the fact that we were for sure knowing that it was a prank, but also just in just case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you on this time and this date. <laughs> I mean, truly, like, I mean, honest to God, Peter, there's a part of me that's like, still, I still, I, if it is actually Sandra O, oh, and after, like, in like, see, I, there's a part of you that wishes it is still, yes, and that, like, she just got busy, yes, I know this about you, I know. Because there's a little part of me that also wants. Yes. <laughs> and I, I truly someday we're I'm telling you, this is like the best case scenario that in like 30 years, we're all going to be on a movie set and, and I'll like we'll bring it up to her and she'll giggle and we'll laugh about it together. What do you think she's going to giggle about? She'll, you think she actually wrote that and just didn't write back? Yeah. She'll just say, I just got so Why wrapped would that- up. I got so wrapped up. Oh, oh. And I, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh. And then we'll we'll talk about it and we'll show her these like episodes and we'll just laugh together and then we'll go to Korean barbecue oh. and we'll sing songs. And then you know, you know that um my favorite part of any K drama where like people get drunk, uh, when people start singing into the soju bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they I use love that. and then people use the chopsticks to use click, the chopsticks to, to make the beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we'll do that with Sandra O oh, okay. in like 30 years and we'll have the time of our lives. And that's the best case scenario of this. All there, the, what's really going to happen is we're going to meet this person in like a hostage situation. They're going to like. And that person. <laughs> and that person happens to actually be named Sandra O. Oh. <gasps> you know what I mean? Yes. Like they, the, it, the fact is that they've never lied. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what if this person wrote us think, saying, I'm going to reread this email. Imagining this is Sandra O, oh, like an accountant. Yes. From East Hollywood. Dear Peter and Angie, 
Hello there. I'm a big fan of your show and would very much like to support both of your work. I can't handle the Patreon thing. Is there another way I can make a donation to support your work? Also, I know this isn't your format, but somehow I would like to be on your show. I really resonate with you both. I can be your emo slash como. Peter, I was going to go out to your Hollywood show and eat your mandus. I live in East Hollywood. I think it's Wednesday before all the hell broke loose. Too bad for me. Unji, God bless you. And whatever you're cooking for your family, I love hearing stories about you being on the road and doing shows and bombing. It's so badass. <laughs> Sincerely, Sandra O, comma, the S- accountant. S- the CPA. <laughs> the CPA. <laughs> I think she just wait let me go back to the should I go back to the original email maybe it says by the way this is not the actress Sandra O. Oh. this is someone who's also named Sandra O. Oh, but I'm a CPA and she's gone and then like and when we meet her again when we uh-huh. meet her finally I see her like a Crispin Glover person like in Charlie's Angels where like she's has like a lack of hair that she's like Sniffing. (laughs) (laughs) I was Sandro before she came on the scene. You know, (gasps) like she was Sandro before. The real Sandro. Yes, and I'm the real Sandro. And like, oh my god! And she has been doing this to all these people who are fans of Miss Sandro Mm -hmm. of IMDb. Yes. But this Sandra O is just another Sandra. Her name is actually Sandrew O. But <laughs> no, she has. She had to change it from Sandra to Sandrew <laughs> because everybody was like, "You're Sandra O." You know, she just got sick of it. Yes, and that's the and I think why. when we emailed her back saying, "Is this really Sandra O?" Because this sounds like a fucking prank. Blah blah. You know, our first email yeah. was really nasty. I think we scared this person because they were like, "Oh shit, I, I'm not. I never said I was the Sandra O." And I've set up all these expectations, and they're now they're already mad at now, me. Now, yeah. Oh my god, what if that's the, if that's Sandra? If that's the case, and you're actually Sandra O, and you didn't mean to lead yes. us on, and we jumped down your throat Sand- saying that you were Sandra O, whoa, whoa, Sandra, Sandra, <laughs> Sandra, we want to apologize. Actually, <laughs> Sandra, we that was our bad. I that's our bad. Our bad. That's our bad. And we would never and want to do that. No, we were angry on an assumption that you were the famous Sandra O. Oh, but you never alluded that to us. No. Not once. Your CPA, that's just God's work. You know, like Okay, except, except, except may I say mm-hmm. that her you know when you get Gmails from people? Yeah. Their faces pop up. Mm-hmm. It was Sandra O's face. Okay, well, okay. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so Anyways. Uh, San- Sandrew, just drop us a line. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let Email us, us back. Even if this was a bit that went crazy, yeah. that went left, we just like to connect now. Because <laughs> we're crazy. It's been a yeah. crazy. I love how crazy you are, and I'd like to meet you. Yes. Because I think we're the same type of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we, we would get along very well. 
She could single. Sing, she could single Asian female me, like murder me, <laughs> and then become the host. The host. She just puts a corkboard behind her, <laughs> and random pieces of paper, and she's like, "It's me, Unji." And I'm like, "You look great, sis." All right, ready to get started? Should we do the countdown? <laughs> yes, let's get started. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our special 200th episode. We're back with the 200th episode. And we're going to count down our, I, I wouldn't say top six, but six of our top moments from the last 100. We did this in our first 100. Yes. If you guys are new to the podcast, um, go back and listen to the older episodes. Yes. It, it's, it's timely. So you're going to, it's kind of like a time capsule. So you'll mm-hmm. know what's going on. At whatever, whenever we were doing it, yeah. But um, don't go that far back, cause it's not. <laughs> it's like um, you know, like when you go back, it's like, oh, that's good, and then it gets bad, and yes. then if you go way, way back, it gets really good again. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of arc. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like there you can dip in and dip out, and like also, especially I, I would say the first twenty episodes are good. First twenty, yeah, when we're we're getting to it. Yeah. Those we're starting it out. We're starting yeah. yeah, those are those are pretty good. And then it's like some people have told me they just got introduced to it and would listen to like, I don't know, like one ninety or something. And they're like and then I went back and listened to every single one on a like road trip or something. It's true. I've I've had multiple <laughs> DMs from people like, being like Oh my god. I listened to every single I just binged them all and I was just like, What? what? <laughs> like comedy bang bang I could understand because they're like doing skits and stuff like you know like yeah. they're improvising so it's like always what is it called it's evergreen you yeah know? but like, we're literally talking about like August 28th <laughs> in 2019 <laughs> like something can you believe this happened I know it's crazy we don't really talk about what it is we just like <laughs> like it's not it's so timely yeah and we care so much about stuff that like we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we've gone through different iterations of the show, too. Like, we used to do... We used to do um, Kick-Ass Koreans at the end. Mm-hmm. What What was the structure that we used to do that we stopped doing? Oh, oh people would um, write in advice questions. Yes, we tried that. And then we also <laughs> yeah. did... Um... And then we realized we weren't giving you good advice no. we don't know what the fuck we're doing so we're like forget that and then people stopped asking us for advice people yeah people are like i don't like the advice you're giving out. <laughs> no and That's then we tried your... i think we lost a lot of uh listeners at that point <laughs> <laughs> i mean we also did a period in time where we did like um peeves like we would like oh oh we we're like pissed what something that's like pissing us off yes but we realized that's all we do, so like it didn't have to be a yes. section for it. <laughs> yeah, because like we were like there would be like a thing that we you would like r- either rage or on. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we tried. I mean, you guys who've been here since the beginning, we've done a lot of this. It's been f- over four years. I know this thing, and it just continues to grow. And um, I I, I love doing it. I I. I 
as you guys know, like this is my favorite time of the week. So <laughs> And especially in the pandemic, it's been both of our Oh yeah. We needed it. We needed it. So we're gonna count down the top six mm-hmm. of the last one hundred. Drum roll, please. My top, top one of my top moments of the last one hundred is one oh one. Kind of crazy. I didn't realize that was the number. Uh, the Ajima Show Live Chicago. <gasps> Whoa, that was 101? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So we had our 100th show before our first... Was that our first live show? Yes. That was our first live show. Yes. That was you our first live show. two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Okay, so that was our first live yeah. show. Okay, wow. Back in Chicago at the Steppenwolf Theater. 2019? 2019. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, it was right before COVID. Uh-huh. It was September, right? Yes, before <clears throat> it was the COVID. fall. And then we, I went out there in Dece- in December to do LA's live show. Yeah, LA's live show, at Comedy Central stage. Mm-hmm. And it was in our December. first attempt. Yeah, and it was our first attempt at like a live show. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. It was easy. It was like. One, it, we packed the place. We made money. Packed. Packed. It was so fun. Friends, um, uh, fans. Mm-hmm. There were people from like the organization that co-sponsored us, KPCC. Mm-hmm. Oh, K- KRCC? KRCC, Oops. yeah, yeah. KRCC. Um, they brought out some people. It was cool. And we um, we both did stand up. Diana Hong opened for us. Jessica, Jessica Hong. Uh, Jessica Hong. Oops. Yeah. Um, there's Diana Hong out here. <laughs> um, Jessica Hong opened for us. She was great. Um, we had Mia Park as our kick-ass Korean. Yes. Who came in and talked about um, the work she does and acting and stuff like that. And she was part of a punk band back in the day. I know, so cool. That you were you were a big fan of. Yes. And, um, yeah, we had a great moment. I love that show. That was so fun. I, mean, I have clips that, yeah. from that show that I still use. Same. On I, Instagram, yeah. And it's also like... It was I, so well documented too. Who was it? Um, Barbara, uh, Barb, Jane and Barb. Or, Jane Barb was Productions. Yes. Jane Barb Productions. Shout out to them. Yes. They did all our videography. Yeah, it was great. Oh, man. The time of... That was such a time of you and me feeling like, okay, yeah, it was 101. Yeah. It was 100 episodes ago. So we were like feeling ourselves and we we're like, fuck yeah, yeah. industry, who, here we come, pre panty. So there was no like, we had n- nothing to worry about besides MAGA, which was like kind of going on its way out. We can see it like yes. dribbling to an end. And uh, it was a moment. I remember after that show, we went to that one place with the pool hall uh-huh. and we did the after show and our friends came out and we were, I was riding so high. Yes. So, so high. I felt so good. And my stand-up that night was so good. Like I it felt, was, yeah. I felt so... I felt amazing. I felt... Uh, I could rule the world at that point. It was like a proof of concept. Yes, like, like exactly. We, we yes. had never tried it. And it was like a version. We did like a digital thing. We did a video. Uh, we had mm-hmm. gone to King Spa. We had gone to um, King Spa mm. the, t- a couple of nights before. I think Chicago. you were going through, I forget. I think it might have been like after like one of your acid trips or something <laughs> like that. And you were like fully mm. self-actualized. Like I just remember that. Oh, yes, yes. It's right after my um, summer acid trip. 
and I went into like work mode mm-hmm. and I sold, um, I think at no, 2019, I had sold um, Kim Spa as an if come to CBS Studios, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It was just like, there was like, a, I just remember you coming and like us talking outside of King Spa before mm-hmm. we went in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you just were like in a different place. Like you were red. Wow. You had like wiped wow. the clay. You had wiped yourself clean. And I remember you talking huh. about it. Like, you know, and when I think back on it now, it's like, oh, you had like kind of like, like, you know, you had taken off your clothes uh-huh. and you were starting to exfoliate. Yeah, exfoliate. Versus uh, uh, as we were about to enter King Spot. But like, you know, psychically, you were kind of talking about the equivalent of that, scrubbing yourself mm. clean. Mm. Um, being, I think it was about shame and like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was also writing a show. I wrote a show called um, Shame, Shame, But Different. Mm-hmm. A solo show and I was really exploring yes. the ideas of shame and guilt and what we what we carry and why we carry and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going through a lot of that. It, it, then going in there and then literally just... Wow, good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I remember stuff like that. I could not tell you what I ate last night. But like, sure, I, sure. I, I remember I remember shit like that. <clears throat> Um, Not as momentous as when I'm telling you about how I'm processing shame. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that you ate fried chicken last Yeah, night. no, I don't remember. But I take, I take, that's something that I, I'm very, I'm very slow. But like I take, I take me, you can tell people, if I'm looking at you weird or like looking at you really intently, I am digesting this information. I don't know how it'll come up, but it's like something that I just yeah. like have in my um, memory banks or whatever mm. to take, to to wear when I when called upon but like I was going in and then literally having that most intense thing and then ordering all that food and sweating and I think I ordered like I I when I go I like to order like three things <coughs> I like the head of oh, oh, at the at yeah. the uh, restaurant yes. yeah we ordered a lot we ordered like eight things <laughs> yes, and so, but I like I've never like seen that. someone eat faster than me <laughs> it was great I was like um are we gonna pray <laughs> And us and so sweating. Yeah, was gone. <laughs> but like, it's, so then using that and in the show, but yeah, it was just like a proof of concept that it could be a thing because it mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was a lot of people that we knew, but like, I would say like half of the audience was just like Korean people, like random people yeah, that like kind of yeah, understood yeah. what did, you know, came for the thing and loved it. And yeah. sort of being able to see a live version of this show was really, and in Chicago yeah. nonetheless, Midwestern market. Because when we did it in LA, that shit was, we were worried. White as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. we were worried, but it was uh-huh. so, I mean, like people came from all over. L- people came in LA too, yes. yeah. I think we sold out LA as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was like it sold out And plus. LA's, very, it was very industry mm-hmm. heavy. Um, Chicago had like more real people show yes. up, which... I, you know, I always love that more. But you we know, I love fans. our friends, but like, but we had fans, we had fans at, show. Oh yeah, we had fans. Show. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was just like cool to see a version of this work and be work. successful yeah. and be really yeah. successful, which is why we wanted to do yeah. the DC. And this is kind of like a version of oh, our the DC. Uh. So this like version of this we kind of saw happening, and then 
you know, the live show was, yeah, that for us was like a moment to also commune and like talk mm -hmm. to and see our fans and see the listeners and for them to come and see us. And it's like kind of one of those things where you get to be able to bear witness to one another makes yeah. it feel so, you know what I mean? It's like the reason Spiritual. why people, yeah, yeah, it's really, it was yeah. very special. I, I'll never forget those shows. <sighs> That was a good one. 101. Wow. I know. <laughs> you kicked it off right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to one of my favorite episodes, which is, you know, by the way, we don't have enough of the resources to do. I, I bet if we were part of a network and we had like a bunch of producers or whatever, mm -hmm. we could do that thing where we go, oh, yeah, remember 101? And then we'll go like cut to oh, right. like a snippet of 101 so you could hear what that was. Yeah. And then get back. But I think that's the coward's way to do it. Mm. Because this way, when we talk about 101 and you haven't heard, you have to go back and listen to it. It's true. Right? Yeah. Now, I bet no, no one's going to do it. But if you do do it, you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Maybe Phil will figure it away and put it in right now. Maybe. I'm, I'm sure he won't. But um, <laughs> he won't. <laughs> He won't. I'm sure, I'm sure he, he won't. won't. Let me ask you this. Do you ever um, like pick at it and then feel it in your donkumon? Yes! Yes, because this is connected. This is connected. Your you belly button's connected to your anus? Yes. I had no idea. It's connected to your tailbone, connected to your shin bone. Shin bone. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I'm sure he won't. Uh, all right. So episode my one of my favorite episodes was actually a more of a re I, it was right in the middle of the hundreds. Yes. It was episode 158 called Tonkumong Sex. <laughs> <laughs> See, we still laugh. And, um, <laughs> it's because those two words are never strung together ever i have never heard that phrase spoken and i have heard a lot of phrases in both korean and english <laughs> and thus ergo conglish yes but i have never ever 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 heard or even uttered the phrase donkumong sex till episode 158 and that's a fucking issue for me. And that's why it's one of my favorite episodes is because <laughs> it comes to communicating and we don't fucking communicate with each other. Okay. Unji, if you and I were, let's say we were in a whole different universe and we were heterosexually married, you okay, and I, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. Okay. How would I ask for Tonkumong sex from you? How do I ask that? Okay, and if in this universe, in, if we're, we're in living in Seoul or like, yeah, I don't know, in Busan or something, uh, 자기야, 자기야. and then you're 오늘은, just like, 오늘은, <laughs> 좀 다른 거할수 있을까? And then, like, I want to know how Koreans in Korea, how do you ask each other for Dongkumong sex? <laughs> and for those of you who are not Korean and don't understand what we're saying, we're saying anal. <laughs> No, you're okay. not saying anal. You're saying butthole sex. Well, that's what anal is. Yeah, but it's so... Don't go... It's like... 
What's that? anal in Korean? I'm gonna look it up right now. It's Korean not because it's not even butthole. Dongkubo is like bunghole. Like it's like the way you're saying it. <laughs> what? How do you say anus then? Dongkubo, I know, but it's like yeah. but the way that it's not like there has to be like a more sciencey word for it. It can't be dongkubo. All right, I'm gonna look it up. It can't be. In- English butthole. Donkumong. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put anal. asshole. Put it. What about anal? Anal. Yeah, anal. Hangmun. See. Anus. I'm gonna write. Hangmun. Yeah. Okay. Anus is asshole. Donkumong is anus or back door. So it's actually more <laughs> correct. Yeah, colloquially, <laughs> backdoor entry. Anyway, I hate this. Episode. The reason why I even brought it up is because in that episode we were talking about, I believe, the lack of sex education from Korean parents and Korean families. Yes, and in conservative families in general, but mm-hmm. in our experience, yes, I want to know what the progressive, like, cool Korean Americans who listen to this podcast or like. I don't know, other Asian podcasts. How are you talking to your kids about sex if it's not in English? Yes, and we were talking very specifically about homosexual, like what it would gay even s- gay sex. Yes. Like yeah. what what that like what that interaction sounds like. Because because yes, you're right, because there were so many euphemisms for sex in Korean. There's nothing like yeah. plain smoking about it. It's like euphemism sounds and like like tuk chigi, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, but like how would you how would two guys like how do you like homify that Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't because a it's still very countercultural taboo and that's that was that's exactly the point we're trying to make yes in that episode is that like it's frustrating being a homosexual korean and not even even having like verbiage or language not having the words for the thing yes and i have to fucking say don't come on sex I need the people to understand that it, the first time that Peter said it, I blew my mind. I blew my mind. Because it's true. Because, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very familiar, like, anal sex. What like, it is. What it is. Yeah. Like, the phrase. It would never be shocking to me. It'd be, like, clinical no. or even just, like, uh, humorous. And I'm like, uh, uh, right now? Like, you know? But, like, I wouldn't, ne- it would never be like that. But the doko sex. <laughs> That it was like one. It was like it was the it was a laugh of surprise. It was a laugh of familiarity, and it was like also the laugh of like something very clever. It was so funny that I went upstairs and tried to tell my husband about it, and he's like doesn't understand any Korean. He doesn't I was like, get it. But I was he just like, you have to it. understand how funny this word is, you know? Like, <laughs> and I was trying to explain. I've never talked to him about comedy or what's happening in my life. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like I was like, tr- I needed it to be on board because it was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, if you can listen to that episode, Ugh. you just hear me. We're both losing it because losing we. It. It's so funny. Like, there's been a couple of times when we've come up, stumbled upon Konglish phrases that we both like particularly. Oh my god! Fancy. Yes. But yes. This is there one was of the another top, one. But this is one of the top. Yeah, for sure. This was one of the top. And I and I'm yeah. still upset about it. No, I would say that I bet this is. <clears throat> For all of our listeners and all of uh, the the gay Koreans out there, like use mm-hmm. this. Let's take this out into the world. Let's take it out and this let's is make the it way. happen. Let's make it happen. 
Yeah. Because one, let's stop like yeah. you know trying to like always hush hush and euphemize euphemize. Yes. Is that a word? Euphemize things because we're like a afraid, mm-hmm. of course, and b you know um, taught to be ashamed of it. You know, so like whatever. Let's bring back, not even bring back. Let's bring forward donkumong sex. <laughs> <laughs> or tonko chigi? Tonko chigi! Okay! I translate to like slapping puddles. <laughs> you wanna slap your butthole tonight? You wanna slap buttholes tonight? Oh God! Too okay, stupid. I like I I love that I like that I'll I'll I will, I will talk my my I'll let my parents know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please do not send your dad to the hospital. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. So speaking of when we got it right, I want to talk about an episode where we got it so wrong. Episode. Oh God. This one, is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. This is the reason why you know we're real. This is why you arrive here. This is why you love us. Because we will bring up the times in which we are completely and utterly wrong. Bad. Oh, no one's ready to drag us more than us. No one is. We, we, we start every episode with asking you why you're here again. So yeah. <laughs> We're here for our, our for ourselves to be dragged. I'm talking about episode 113, My, My, My Corona. Um, oh, I wish we could delete it. I wish we could be deleted too. It's an episode in which Peter and I get the coronavirus all wrong. 100. Absolutely wrong. Not one piece of it was right. Not one this piece. is where the Joe Roganite thing, yes. the Asian Joe Rogan thing was starting to... <laughs> starting to rear its head it's because we we are uh free thinkers and we uh and we, we do our own research we do our own research and we are we fr- we free thought our well ourselves into a fucking mistake and um lies um it is the episode where we talk about coronavirus crazy and um don't think it's gonna ever come to the states it's like truly no. it's truly <laughs> insane that episode it w- I would love it to be animated because yeah. I think people ch- should watch it. Like kids and future me- uh, like workers of uh, healthcare workers mm-hmm. should watch this as a like scared straight program. Yes. Of like, <laughs> yes. What could happen when two misinformed idiots yes. are given a microphone or no, have their own mics and and ac- and given ac- free access to YouTube. And um, and have <laughs> a New York Times subscription and never use it. You know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. I, I, this is it, it's one of the, truly one of the most profoundly embarrassing things. And also, like it's, we're talking about a capsule in time. Like mm. this bitch is like one of the most intense pockets of time where like you look at it and it's just like that was a different fucking existence. Yeah, one thirteen was. If okay, imagine one hundred one, our first fave. Mm-hmm. That's 12 weeks later. Yeah. Right? So that's four, three months later. Mm-hmm. Which means, when did I go to Chicago? It was right around like December, January. Yeah. Right around like holiday season. We're hearing about Wuhan. Yes. And we're going, Christmas is here. We just announced our D 
DC show. Yeah. We are feeling absolutely invincible. <laughs> we're being Joe Rogan. We're, we're like, truly, yes. it's wild. It's a bad episode. <clears throat> it's a really bad episode. And it's, it's something that like we, I look back on and go, oh yeah, like we're all dumb. Yes. We're all stupid, all of us. Yes. And it really gives insight into like how desperately we needed this to not affect us because we had such high hopes for our future. <laughs> we had career goals. We had. Oh, we had life goals. Travel plans. Yeah, we had travel we plans. Had, you know? Oh, 100%. So- this can't yeah. interrupt the flow of the life that I've envisioned for myself and for the next three to four months. This version of my reality, dreams this- are at stake. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and this was like a few, like I don't know how many episodes before that was dreaming out loud, but yeah, that was also like a big episode in the first hundred because we were talking about how we were we we're so conditioned and culturally, um, you know taught not to dream out loud Mm -hmm. to dream small and keep your head down blah blah so it it was a fucked up time because we i I think i think we you and i specifically and possibly the listeners of the show were starting to like really dream out loud and start to like go yeah i can demand good things and i can you know like want what i want and not have a small life and then the pandemic hit and we all had to become small mm-hmm. out, out of our control. Um, so yeah, 113 was <laughs> a mistake. Was was a, a mistake and a a, a a look at what th- of things to come. I mean, I I chose it as my favorite moments because it's like I love the fact that of how, to me it's so funny of how wrong we were, and like it's like it's truly there's nothing more ajima than that episode. Like just two <laughs> fools <laughs> confidently. confidently stating things that were <clears throat> utterly incorrect. Absolutely untrue. <laughs> fucking problematic, bad, yes. untrue. And it's like it's like watching two fools like not notice this huge wave coming up behind them. And like we're cackling, like, isn't the weather so nice? Bitch, we're about to go out into this ocean and slay. And like we don't see this huge wave, tsunami wave about to crash over both of our heads. And it's like that to me is one, very funny, two, utterly Ajima. And yeah. like especially the two of us. And then three, mm-hmm. I think the part that is a saving grace is how differently we reacted to COVID afterwards. Like the two of us, oh, we, yeah. we, we've also been proven wrong many times and neither of us, like we say this all the time, we are fools and, and have- Don't sw- trust anything we say. Yes, we are fools. This is entertainment purpose only, but we are also and quick to judge, but also quick to admit mm-hmm. that we are mistaken. That's the thing. Oh yeah, Strong- I, gotta, I gotta like get with what's happening. Mm-hmm. So like the faster I apologize, and move on to the next thing, yes. like the better I am. Strong opinions, loosely held. <laughs> <laughs> that is our, like, truly. That's our tagline. That's our tagline. 
Whoa, I love that. I I fucking love that because I'm passionate, but I'm also open to being wrong. Yeah, always. And I'm like, yeah. I have no, I have no integrity. I'm like, yeah, okay, I I, I don't even, I don't care. I'll like, switch lines. I say, whatever. <laughs> Like, Strong yeah. opinions loosely <laughs> held is beautiful. That's yeah. gonna be the episode title. That's gonna be episode title. Yes. <laughs> All but right. Yeah, so m- moving on to um, another favorite of mine in the last 100 was 144 and 144A. Yes. Which this is such an annoying thing, but 144 and 144A are both episodes unfortunately um just between me and representative sam park yes it was an interview it was the only person we've had on the show and mm-hmm. um that's and that was after um i think the sandra o thing but yes so f- fuck you sandra <laughs> <laughs> but uh this was a really important episode for me because it's a gay talking to a gay Korean politician mm-hmm. in Atlanta after the shootings. It was so powerful to talk to someone who was on the very front lines of everything that's scary about being me mm-hmm. politically in the system and to watch someone just beam and be positive and hopeful. He was hopeful, yeah. In the face of um, such just uh, horrors. Um, And what we were going through as a country, still going through as a country with Asian hate crimes and uh, coronavirus being blamed on Asians. Um, On top of that, uh, violence against Asians being not taken seriously at all and mm-hmm. under severely underreported. Like it, it was a hopeless time for me mm-hmm. and um, talking to Sam and successively, I've got to meet up with him yes. while I was shooting in Atlanta and to talk to him then too. Um, Sam, I'm sure you're not listening, uh, <laughs> but if, if you do for some reason, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Um, those words we had over drinks like really helped kick my ass into gear. Um, he's the one who said, you know, if you're given, if if you're so lucky to have timing on your side, mm-hmm. like you better not fucking shrink away. Right. Like you better step the fuck up because mm-hmm. that's what he heard from his mentor. And uh, during a time of like, you know, everybody goes through that like conscience, like uh, that, um, the crisis of conscience and like you don't know if you're ready for it but no one does so step up and that was that was really really influential and has helped me a lot so thank you representative sam park and everything you're doing out in atlanta and gwinnett county and all that like that's where i'm gonna be moving my mom to yeah you know that area so like Fucking take care of her, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 144, go back and listen to it if you want to hear a great conversation. It's just like a loose interview. Yeah, and they drag me in it, so it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You didn't make it because um, you were doing something, I forgot, but it was like a schedule thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um... 
we're we share this next episode that we um mm. mm-hmm. is uh 173 the worst day um damn and it's uh probably one of our most emotional mm. episodes mm-hmm. i think that in the course of that conversation because we are both still processing it's so raw and i feel like I think we both were kind of like, oh, we, I wish we had brought this up or we talked about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we both wish we had said more, yeah. brought other things up, uh, wish to be had spoken more <clears throat> uh, eloquently about things, been able to articulate sort of more um, maybe lofty, intellectual, uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we kind of were wanting it to be the perfect conversation right. about what right. had happened. Right. And I think think and I've come away from it with some time realizing that it was simply the fact that it was a live conversation as we were both processing it and the way that we talked about it I think and the it being what oh the shootings um yeah that happened in March yeah um the fact that we were both processing it I think proved to be very helpful to other people simply processing it like mm-hmm. to just to hear two friends, two Asian American friends talk about what had happened and mm-hmm. also talk, kind of going through the racial crime part of it. You know, the ra- the, the fact that it's racially motivated hate crime, um, the mm-hmm. experience of like over sexualized Asian women, like just kind of mm-hmm. processing it, talking about it and living <clears throat> through our own lives and the information that was coming in at the time. Yeah. And it was happening live. It was happening like we had not really we had not talked about it at all before. And we were mm-hmm. talking about it as friends, comforting mm-hmm. each other, being angry about it together. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were it's like it was it's this sort of moment where we were comforting, getting to rage and like processing all of it. And I think that thing that was in an imperfect conversation. Right. We didn't have any like coherent erudite opinions on it it's 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 just two people two emotional people two emotional asian american people simply discussing the experiencing experiencing it and every single person i talked to about it felt like that was incredibly helpful to them as they processed it they didn't wow. learn anything from it, but it was just nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And you never do, trust. I don't know what that person was talking about social studies class. That is, you must be in a Chicago public high public school. Cause <laughs> but it's truly like, you know, they don't learn anything, but it was just helpful to have a literal shoulder to cry with. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. you, you, you yeah. couldn't necessarily cry on us because we were doing our own grieving, but it was simply being in a room together, you know, that morning together. <sighs> yeah, it felt like um, it felt like it was the only thing we had we could do. Yes. And um, it felt incredibly helpful for me to have you there. Yes. And for for me not to be alone mm-hmm. um in in such an isolating event yeah. you know and um especially cuz we have white partners mm-hmm. it was also quite complex and triggering and right. um yeah so I, that was one of my favorite episodes too cuz it was 
gut-wrenching. Yeah. And also, because we were so honest about it and not, you know, escape having these kind of like moments of escapism via jokes and punchlines, um, I was able to share that with people um, in my life that don't listen to the podcast, like people who work for me, like managers and agents. And um, I was able to send that to my white partner's family and be like, I don't want to talk to any of you, but this is how I feel. Right. So if you want to know where I'm at, please listen. And in that podcast, we really did kind of come come to the come to I don't know if it's a resolution or not, but this thing of like demanding more. Yes. And um, and that's what really empowered that conversation really empowered me to fire my agents. Right. Um, because, you know, I had this moment of looking at writing an email to all my reps and everyone's white. Yeah. And I was like, I know you're not purposefully doing this, but at this day and age, Mm -hmm. this feels purposeful. Yeah. In the fact that it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. Like if, if a Korean, gay Korean American reps who are making money off of him Mm -hmm. are all white and all straight, there's and an straight? Issue. Okay, sorry. And straight. There's an issue, you know, like whether it's by your design or not. Yeah. It's by your silence that the design continues mm-hmm. to corrupt for uh, against us. So I felt like I had at least something I don't know if it was coherent, but something true. Yeah. And honest that I could send to them and say react to this. And they reacted badly and I got to fire them. And now I'm with an agency that understands me way better and people who are here for me. So like And it's way more powerful and amazing and it's good. Like it's like the fact that (laughs) the fact that you demanded more Mm -hmm. and got it. And got it. It's like it's not it's such a deep lesson. You know? Also and the lesson, I'm I'm not sure what the lesson is, but the lesson could be that like what you were saying like before earlier in this pot like maybe i wasn't being kind enough to myself mm-hmm. in that i was allowing myself to be represented by these people you know like for a while and why was i letting that happen and not demanding more right and only looking at myself as small and only only looking at myself as like i just i don't want to fuck it up you know, and fear I think based, that's fear driven. Yeah, fear driven. And that's always my lesson is mm-hmm. to like stop being so afraid and say exactly what I want. And that's what came out of the worst day. Yeah. But uh, in that I'm very I'm I don't want to say glad, but I'm very thankful and grateful mm-hmm. that something like that happened. And we were able to respond in that way because we all globally got to see a, a, a glimpse of what Asian Americans see. Right. And it was a it was a first for us. Yes. It's the first. It was like it was this moment where like exactly what you're talking about. Like we deserve more. We should demand more. And there's like all this time. There's so much about 
the stuff inside of the Asian American community where you just like take it. And like yeah. that, I think that's the parallel with even with your agents. It's like you just kind of always, well, it's never going to be, it's never so, it's not this bad. And I should be grateful for this mm-hmm. opportunity. And it's mm-hmm. so nice of them to even ha- let me have a seat at this table. How right. can I ask for like more napkins, even though I'm covered in <laughs> sauce? You know what I mean? Like it's this yeah, yeah. idea that like, it's like we're always a guest in this in America's home, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so when you're a guest, you feel like you can't ask as much. But it's like, yeah. no, we're we're not guests. It, this is my home. This is your home. This is like yeah. the table is actually made. Um, you know, like we brought a lot of stuff to this table. The tablecloth yeah, was we're made. We're eating on the floor yeah. on pansok <laughs> cushions. So take off your fucking shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this is our t- this is uh, the table is ours. So why can't we eat here? You know, right. this is like, I think the questions that we ask ourselves are simply like so accommodating and um, <laughs> white centric versus yeah. like ever centering ourselves in our own narratives. It's like, I don't understand the logic of that guest mentality for our parents to instill in us because yes. it's like, you're just a guest here. So what does that mean? I have to be a guest here and wait till my hosts die? Until no. I can eat at the table? No, like, what am ask, I doing you're here? You're supposed to be asking your host <clears throat> to give you a good salary job at a um, at a consulting firm. <laughs> at their... Yeah. <laughs> at McKinsey. <laughs> at McKinsey and Corp. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's what That's where I hope Sandrew O works. Sandra. McKinsey. I hope you're making so much money that you have so much time to prank us. <laughs> I hope this and I want this for you. Uh, yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Our last episode of the recap of the last 100, um, I, I think we shared this as well, mm-hmm. is um, episode 178 uh, called Mind of a Student. Ugh. Now, my this... This is something that I that really reflects back to this complex question of demanding more. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm learning that I am always going back and forth be- between like confidently demanding better treatment, equal treatment of me, and then going back into like I'm here to learn. I don't know. I'm humble. Yeah. Right. So it's like. This game you play where it's like you have to turn on your confidence and the, and then turn on turn it off and be humble and listen, mm-hmm. turn on and be insistent, but be listening enough to know that you're part of a community. Like right. it's it's this balance of honestly, this kind of like Korean American balance of am I is this for me? Is this for us? Is this for me? Is this for us? Like how much do I advocate for me? How much do I advocate for us? Like and it's this constant back and forth, back and forth. But Something that I'm, um, that I'm trying to learn a lot more, and this that episode w- was about is this is this idea of like when I when you when I I'm gonna say I overcompensate my confidence mm-hmm. to not kijugo in front of white people or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know that's something I need to do in order to step up to the plate right. And play, right? But there is a point where I have, when that happens too much, Mm -hmm. that I forget that I also need to shut up and listen. Right. Because I'm self-advocating so much that I start losing sense of self. Am I actually this person or am I this, am I this person or am I trying to be this person? It's like, am I this person or am I projecting this person? 
there it requires like a, a willful use of ego absolutely 100 correct that it's a, and it's so needs to be so deeply purposeful and there yes. can never be the use of ego without intent behind it because ego can be helpful like my mom has yes. always said like yokshim of someone like that you will be like so you know like sometimes you do need to be greedy sometimes you do need to be selfish sometimes you do need to advocate for yourself with only your own agenda in mind right but wrong we are with that. defining it as greedy because it's in comparison to our current state which is lacking yeah 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 right yeah. like that's why we say it's greedy so mm -hmm. that we could catch up to zero yeah but that and that i agree with that i think if we we as asian americans korean americans queer americans we are behind the system because mm -hmm. the system is designed for one type of people persons so we have to yokshim yeah and we have to fight mm -hmm. and we have to be oba yeah and extra to gain yeah we can you know we have to fight for it which sucks because other people can just live yeah. yes <laughs> and, but in particularly in this industry but even in any kind of thing yeah. where it's like that um you know the bamboo ceiling shit it's like mm -hmm. people see you in a certain way but like pushing and that willful use of ego insofar as you can push that perception that others have you're pushing it mm -hmm. for yourself you're propelling the rest of that perception forward for this company for this mm -hmm. for this producer for this production what have you mm -hmm. but when you turn it off like the willful use of it means that ultimately you're you're in control yes of it. yes and that's what I think this episode has really was really illuminating for me mm -hmm. is that I was starting to lose control over it. Yeah. That I was the ego was becoming I was becoming the ego as mm -hmm. opposed to ego being one of the things I use. Right. Right. Like a willful use, like you said. And what I was realizing is that I that was creating so much anxiety for me. Yeah. Especially I'll, I'll just relate it back to a specific thing. Um, writing a pilot, right? You know, and and uh, editing and whatever, all that goes into selling writing a pilot. Mm -hmm. It's something that I had never done before. Yeah, obviously, this was my first time doing it, and I had to not kijugo to them, be yeah. like, I don't know, it's my first time. I had to be like, Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, of course I could do it, and then I had to fucking figure out how to do it. Yeah, but the fi the figuring out how to, how to do it because. I was out here acting as if I knew mm -hmm. that it takes like a actual concerted effort to reverse course mm -hmm. and say, I don't know what I'm doing right? and I need help. In order to ensure success to help perpetuate the ego once again. Right? <laughs> because it is i mean you have to catch up to it you, you have, have to, to catch up, up to yes. the mess that your ego has made mm -hmm. so the super ego goes in and says okay this is actually what you need yeah so now figure out how to get that and the mind of a student thing for me was a way that i've realized to check my ego mm -hmm. to gain control back saying hey don't think of this as you're an expert mm -hmm. because when I think of myself as a, for example, if I have to prove to someone that I'm an expert yeah. at writing pilots, then I have to be good. But if I admit that I am a student and I'm learning, mm -hmm. then I have 
all the time to fail. And that's all it comes down to is that like that failure. The failure is how it relates to ego is that it ego constantly does not want to fail. Right. Because it's Ego's a reality you cannot recognize. It's reality it cannot recognize, recognize it. it. So in order to trick the ego into failing, I had to create a new ego, mm -hmm. which is student. So I had to like, you know, shift, tr transition into student mode, right. ego, you know, master mode, student mode, master mode. So anyway, that has, that's been something that um, f for me has really helped a lot. Yes. In... A, cutting down anxiety, mm -hmm. and B, um, having more control of that ego part. Yeah. Because I have, I am able to live in student mode more that I understand when it is to turn on. And you're more patient with yourself about it. I mean, that's like that anxiety. When that's a great, yeah. that's a great point too. Yeah. Because I've seen yeah. you do this. I mean, I would say that point and counterpoint just in terms of like both of our places mentally oh. inside a pandemic this was for mm. you a perfect example of like how you took your anxiety and like the work you were starting to do on yourself and then all the mm. success you were experiencing but also continuing it with like the fact that you know you still ha you had to exercise humility inside this time when like everything about your self-aggrandizing like ego like was proving correct you know what I mean? It was like, this shit Bingo. worked and uh -huh. I'm here and now uh -huh. I got a what? Like it was kind of a perfect, <laughs> yes, perfect yes. encapsulation of that. I would say that my other like addendum to my, one of my episodes would be about my anxiety about pandemic. It's a solo episode where I talk about my <laughs> fear about going back out into public. Mm. And like, the thing is, it's like, and I will say this about the last 100 episodes, just as the like a, bow tie it up hmm. i think i've gotten we've gotten so many emails about like where people have been talking about like our conversations around the pandemic and how we've been navigating a creative life during it not hmm. only was a salvation for both of us but for others as well and like i hmm. think um the arc that we've experienced inside of these episodes specifically in the pandemic right because so many of these happened during the pandemic yeah. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. Because um, I think we celebrated the year anniversary of the pandemic like like 40 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking nuts. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. You've moved. Like, I've gone through multiple medications and, like, sleep cycles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we fucking lived a life. And you've, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you've we've all done things and lived a full-ass life. And, like and gotten out of jobs and doing this thing all in a pandemic and it's like been this tethering like uh, uh, the thing is we've been constantly with the barometers for each other right like the dipstick like the mm -hmm. oils change that you know when you take it out mm -hmm. if it's like too low like we've been doing that for yeah. each other we've been doing it to each for our listeners um yeah it's been really wild so if you i will say that has actually been very interesting to go back and listen up to all the pandemic stuff because you really mm. do hear us hitting the walls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the first time, like the first, like you were like, okay, I'm going to pretend. Like I remember the first couple weeks post, you were just like, I'm going to work. And like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just writing. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he, I was like, I can't. <laughs> <take it." laughs> 
it's truly like our conversations about performing like it's been a thing and i mean truly as like a time capsule um kind of vibe of during this pandemic i was like this mm. the conversation even though everything we talk about is very timely this arc of our pandemic sort of psyches this feels very timeless and this yeah. is yeah yeah this is like a time capsule thing that should like go into space about like this time just like two crazy people like talking about like not being able to go outside wiping down groceries you know what i mean yeah it is a like un i mean cuz we we don't really edit what we say no. and you know so like it is a stream of consciousness for 4 years yeah uh from two people with a very distinct point of views and yeah i i think it's been it's been wonderful and a lot of people ask like why don't you advertise why don't you like get people on and i'm like i don't want it to change yeah. i don't want it to become like i'm glad that sandro o pranked <laughs> us because i don't want sandro o on you know what i mean like i don't i'm just because i mean i do, I do. but like i don't want to have to yeah you know because it's like this week who is it you know yeah. like i don't want to do that and this is we don't want Raytheon to sponsor just for us. us yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's been a nice look back at uh, the last 100 episodes hopefully by episode 300 we'll be able to have like clips for you so you don't have to go back and listen to yourself to yourself so you're you're accusing so you're saying that people (laughs) you're accusing me of people hoarding yes that's exactly what i'm accusing you of you're holding on to the fecal matter. The fecal, fecal matter. <laughs> but this feels more like, I don't know, analog in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. It's our newest section. We love it. We yeah. have a listener AMA. Uh, it's time for AMA. Mara Mara! Mara! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our AMA today uh, comes from the Instas. Yeah. Um, this person says, how did you learn Korean? How did you keep it up? Who are the people who encouraged you slash discouraged you? Ooh. Wow. To learn Korean? Or it's just like in general. I think this is in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did I learn? I mean, like, yeah, learning Korean, I, I just, I've actually been unlearning it. Uh, so <laughs> how do I keep it up? I mean, because, yeah, I, I didn't speak English until I was like, went to school. Me too. Yeah. I didn't. So Korean was my first language. Uh-huh. That's why I have this weird accent too. People say I don't have an accent, but I hear, I sound Korean, American. Yeah. I mean, every time like I, I, hear, I sound like a flushing girl. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> I, I sound like, um. I sound like an Asian person who's trapped in a cave. Like I have my voice. What? My voice is so low, but also very nasal. Uh, why is that a cave? I don't know. Because I feel echoey. Like I, oh, sound, oh, I like, I I, you know, I sound like a little echoey. It's bombastic. Yeah. yeah. But I do. Um, I used to have a much more of an accent when I was younger than yeah. I do now. Yeah. You sound like more Midwestern than. Yeah. yeah. But I sound Asian on the phone. Like when I listen to him, I sound like. I sound Asian, don't I? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Asian has like a thing. Yes. It's like a nasally mm-hmm. type of pinched sound. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I spoke Korean at home. That's how I learned. Right. Uh, I read the Bible in Korean when I was young. Wow. I recited the Bible in Korean. So I knew like, yeah, I knew Bible verses in Korean. So that really helped. Yeah. Um, how did, how, oh, I went to Hangurakyo in at church. Same. So like you you might have like Hangurakyos at churches or uh, somewhere. I, I'm assuming this person is like not in a Korean community mm-hmm. because in, in a Korean community, it's pretty easy to pick up. It's like you're living in Korea. So like you're going to restaurants, you're going to yes. businesses all in Korea. There are like Ajumas asking you about your chichi and like, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of groping hands, questions about stuff. Like you have to talk to interact with adults and yeah, there's yeah. I, in the Midwest though, there are a lot of kids that understood Korean, but didn't speak it. That's a lot of California Koreans. Yeah. Like their parents speak to them in Korean, but yeah. they speak back in English. English. Yeah. I tried doing that with my mom, but then the conversations would just stall. Yes. Because she didn't do the part of understanding English. English. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, but that was, I remember being that being so crazy. So they can understand English. So then why don't, you know what I mean? It was just easy. Right. Was, why don't they do it? Do it. Yeah. But it's like hard for the mouth to like make the sound or whatever. Yeah. But like, I just, so, yeah. As an adult though, you know, I think you have to make a concerted effort to, um, to keep up with the language. When yes. I was shooting in Atlanta with Kim Young-chul for um, that Korean show, uh-huh. I uh, we only spoke in Korean to each other. Wow. So by the third day, I was like, I could live in Korea. Yeah, like yeah. it was so easy. But your Korean you know? is very and good, Peter. My Korean happens to be good, but yeah. I upkeep it. Yeah, I think I honestly, I think my mom did a good job because she doesn't like communicate otherwise. So she forces me mm-hmm. to speak in Korean. And my brother, yesterday, my brother, um, there were Russian movers yeah. who move, move stuff into my house. Uh. And I was trying to get like tip. Oh, I have to pay my brother. Um, <laughs> so I was asking him for cash. Uh. And he was like, um, yeah. And I was like, and I could not do that with Eric. Or I could not do that with anyone because we, you need another language to be able to like talk about something you don't want someone to hear. Yeah. You know, so like. That's the reason why I told my anyway. mom she would not like living in Korea. Because she, she can't, can't speak, speak. Oh, she can't. Can, oh, talk shit can't about talk people shit. around her <laughs> in Korean. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> but she was like, maja, maja, maja. And like laughing. But like, it's. I think. But you are also. You are. You spend a lot of time around. Like your friends, you spoke to each. Like you. It's ingesting a lot of content around a lot of Korean people. Up until college. But yeah, yeah. Content. But my high school friends and I didn't speak in Korean to each other. We spoke English to each other. Yeah. And um, I spoke Korean just with my family. So like talking to my family and also like watching a lot of Korean shows. Yeah. That really helps with your Korean. I think 100% helps so much with your Korean. Yeah. And watch it with subtitles so that you know certain vocab. You pick up on vocab mm-hmm. so you use it next time. Yeah. You know, um, you have to make an effort. When I was filming with Kim Young Char, he was, every time he heard an English word that he didn't know, he would ask me. Yeah. And he would look it up in his dictionary and he would like try to use it. And he was like, is this the way to use it? Yeah. You know, and he would like make an effort to like figure out how to 
sound smart in that language. Interesting. So I think, yeah, I, I think that's another way to do it. If you, if you like, if you're lucky enough to be around other Koreans who speak Korean, yeah. you could pick up on stuff and ask them without feeling like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I mean, my accent and me unlearning Korean has been like entirely a function of me not hanging out with Korean people, troubled relationships yep. with my parents. Also, mm. <laughs> I think that because I have a Gyeongsan-do, like I have like a accent. Sotori. Yeah, Sotori. Uh. And then that plus like this Midwestern thing. And, yeah. you know, like... Uh, it, it just, I, my mom is just like so embarrassed by my accent. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, because it's like, it's really bad. Like in Korean, it sounds crazy. And then because it's like sotori <laughs> plus like an English, you know what I mean? And like, I use like, comes in like, like weird phrases and like, like te- what? Tenses. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, my mom was talking about it. Moano. Like, yeah, moano. And then like, I don't know, just. I, I have like a weird way of conjugating things that I how do you think say why correct. do you do why why do you do that? Wegure? Wegure. Yeah. yeah. You say wegure? Yeah. You don't say wagurano. Wagurano. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my that's my mom to her sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like exactly. So like yeah. they have a different way. They wegure is like the sole shortened mm-hmm. term. Wagurano mm-hmm. is like the more country. It's way. like yeah. country. It's closer to Japan, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that kind of speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I just, it's just, it sounds crazy. And so then I think it's like in my mind, that's how you, how Korean sounds. But then because mm-hmm. I don't have enough of a grasp on it, it sounds crazy. Yeah. You know, like I have. It's, yeah. That's so interesting. It's like being a Southern American yes. who's trying to like get rid of the like twang. Mm-hmm. But learning Spanish with a twang. Wait, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it's d- way easier to learn Spanish from English. Like our languages aren't even related. Right. It'd be like if like a southern a southerner was trying to lose their twang, but they also don't speak English. <laughs> like, like it just makes no sense. So, but when when I watch a lot of yeah. K, when I watch Korean. When I watch K dramas, then like my vocab, like like it, everything, kind of expands a little bit. I can he- I can hear myself sounding bad and kind of correct it. Yeah. I just think like, sound easier. And then whenever I, whenever I've gone, I start to dream, and it gets easier and easier. But I never kept yeah. past like I read. I would say like the highest level of like like native speakerness I get to is like I could pass as a whatever person, never with my clothing or anything. Mm-hmm. Or my personality, but like my language is like you know, yeah. like it, it can go without detection, maybe up until like, up until you open your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you? So how do you um, think about educating your son, or do you in Korean? I like it's right now. It's like, 좋은 꿈꿔 사랑해. Like you know, 고마워요. Mm-hmm. 잘 먹겠습니다. Like, 그런 인사. Phrases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, but, like, do you have any plans to, like, have him learn, it, like, in an official matter, like, 한글 학교 or like... 교회 가야 되잖아요. And like, as Jews, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be really difficult. So there is a 불당, there's is like... Is there no, like, is there no 한글 for, like, non... Yeah. Yeah, there's non- one in Chicago. Oh, okay. It's the 불당, it's like through the Buddhist temple. So it's still like affiliated with something, Which, but that's more acceptable than sure, sure. Christian. Than Christian, than like having like a Jesus Christ crucifix on the wall. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then him having um, to explain, you know, it's like kids. Is there like a Duolingo for kids or something like that, or like Rosetta Stone? I, I've never used Would that. Be a I, thing? I've tried to do the Duolingo. By I've the never way. tried. No. It's like it's very. This is what I'm saying, and this is when I realized that my accent is crazy. Wait, should I teach your son Korean? Oh, you want to? Like, oh. should we Zoom and like build a relationship as Korean teacher? <laughs> do you really? So, Uncle? No, no, for real. If you want to, I would love that. But also, aren't you propagating? Also, starting that small business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. But this is a favor to you and your son. It's some. It's like a thing I can do. Yeah. Um, as long as I think that yeah, I think that'd be cool. As long as you um, also uh, inoculate him with the gospel of gay, I want to make sure that. Oh, he- <laughs> absolutely! Yeah, he'll be hearing about Donkomong sex very, very. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that was our two hundredth episode. Thank you for your AMA. I hope we helped you. I know we didn't, um, and. <laughs> And you guys are the fucking best. And this was Thank a long so one. Much. Thanks for sticking with us. And you know, we're we're always gonna be here. Next next week's gonna be two oh one. So <laughs> hope it starts out with a bang. Love y'all. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.